Hi, I am Eli Aringay from On Faith and Fatherhood and welcome to my podcast. Through this podcast, I will be sharing my insights on parenting, homeschooling, family, and faith. It is my belief that family is God's instrument to carry on His commands and decrees from one generation to the next. And as parents, it is our duty to raise obedient and God-fearing children. Whenever I ask my children what they want to become when they grow up, as uh, most parents would do, uh, my eldest over the years uh, never changed his answer. He wants to become an engineer. Um, he tells us that he wants to uh, build roads and houses, especially for those who cannot afford to buy their own house and those living in poverty. As for our uh, second son, well, he keeps on uh, changing <laughs> every once in a while, just like his uh, father, <laughs> who is a jack of all trades. He wants to become a doctor, then an engineer, <laughs> and also an astronaut. <laughs> when we asked him how he will do it throughout the day, he told us that he, will, he, he can be a doctor in the morning, an engineer in the afternoon, and finally, an astronaut at night. <laughs> well, it, it will be interesting to see how will that happen in the future. And of course, for our youngest, well, uh, he has yet to think about it. After all, <laughs> he's just two years old. And uh, well, basically, the only prayer that my wife and I have for him and uh, actually for all our children is that they become all that God has intended them to be. And this includes the career that they choose in the future. And uh, it is apparent from their uh, chosen profession that none of them wants to follow my footsteps. <laughs> none of them wants to become a lawyer, <laughs> at least for now. Uh, <laughs> I, I cannot explain what to feel about it. Actually, I would like to believe that it has nothing to do with my modeling. <laughs> and, and who knows, in the near future, they might have a change of heart and a change of mind when they see the injustices which happens not only in our judicial system, but in the world in general. That was basically my belief and motivation before I took law several years ago. I wanted to be a part of something that ensures and promotes justice from a legal perspective. And I believe that this is the motivation for all lawyers, right? Ideally, lawyers aspire to see that justice is done and not only for their clients but also for um, all, all the citizens of this country. In my 15 years of practice, I, a, a reality that uh, I personally witness is that justice does not always prevail. As much as I hate to admit it, some do take advantage of the flaws of the system. Sad to say, but we just have to accept the fact that we do not have a perfect justice system and we do not have a perfect world in general. Injustices are part of our human existence. We have to admit that there is a rampant inequality in the many areas of our lives. And no matter how convinced we are and how much we try our best to convince others, about the wisdom of observing justice in human relationships and societal structures, we still see injustices being practiced. And we see it 
either as bystanders or worst as victims. This is one of the things that we teach our children about regarding the effects of the fall of man. I believe everything began in the Garden of Eden account. We tell them that God's creation was perfect in its original state, but because of sin, creation was subjected to corruption. The perfect state was no longer perfect. Death and decay became a part of our existence. Greed, pride, and lustful desires enslaved and dominated our actions and behaviors. Injustice is just one of the many consequences and adverse effects of man's fall in the Garden of Eden. That is why we tell our children not to take the problem of sin lightly. We tell them that sin does not only pertain to our actions, but is something that is rooted in the hearts of people, us included. And as uh, long as there is sin, there can never be a perfect state or a restoration to the original condition of God's creation. And that is the, also the reason why injustice will always be part of our lives. We tell our children that they will continuously see injustices happening as they are growing up. Injustice, as I've said, is a consequence of sin. Well, this is not to say that we should not aspire for justice to be done in the society. Especially if you're a Christian, you must be all for justice as an expression of your love for others and a display of concern for the underprivileged and... Uh, the oppressed. But the challenge here is also to temper one's expectations. What I mean is, be for justice, but do not expect to achieve perfect and absolute justice while we are living in this world. The world is and will always be unfair. I will say it again. The world is and will always be unfair. There will always be injustice in this world from a human standpoint. I say from a human standpoint because God in His infinite wisdom has a different way of showcasing what justice is. Far more different from how we understand what is just, fair, and impartial. Actually, our generation is not the only one that is burdened against the injustices of this world. In the Bible, Old Testament um, is full of narratives recounting the life experiences of people who suffered injustices. One account was in Psalms, Psalm chapter 73. In this uh, portion of the scripture, the psalmist was contemplating on the lack of justice in his society. People do not get what he believes they deserve. The situation here is that wicked people are prospering and whatever they do flourishes. In verse 3, the psalmist even say, says this, For I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Um, this is not fair, right? <laughs> In this life, we expect wickedness to suffer and get destroyed. We expect that those on the side of righteousness will always succeed. This was the very same dilemma of the psalmist. 
He finds it ironic to see the prosperity of the wicked and the arrogant that they do not justly get what they ought to get, which is um, punishment instead of worldly success. The psalmist finds it difficult to accept this and begins to doubt if there is any good in following God. In verses 12 to 13, he lamented this, Behold, these are the wicked, always at ease, they increase in riches. All in vain have I kept my heart and washed my hands in innocence. It is simply not fair. Godless people seem to be materially blessed as compared to those who follow God and live righteously. Godless people are the ones in power and even in authority. There is simply no justice, no equality. The world as you view it is simply unfair. And maybe, just maybe, some of us are confronted with these very same issues. Some of us can even relate to the psalmist. And we have posed similar questions surrounding our situation. In the succeeding verses, the psalmist thereafter learned the true definition of justice. He began to realize that he has a short-sighted definition of what justice is. In verses 16 to 17, he said, But when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I discerned their end. When the psalmist realized what God is able to do, when he realized the respective destiny of the wicked and the righteous as how God sovereignly controls it, he acknowledged his ignorance before God. His concept of justice is now anchored not in this life but in the afterlife. In verses 27 to 28, the psalmist concluded, For behold, those who are far from you shall perish. You put an end to everyone who is unfaithful to you. Verse 28, But for me it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge that I may tell of all your works. The final perfect and absolute justice in, is not in this life, unfortunately. The afterlife determines whether or not justice has been served. I am not totally against motivating our children to grow up and go out changing the world and teaching them how to do it. By all means, parents do it and inspire your children to do well and do good in their chosen profession later on in order to help the oppressed and the defenseless in whatever way. But you see, God in His providence will determine the outcome. God's providence will decide if we get to see justice triumph over certain occasions. God's providence will pave the way if our children can be an instrument um, in dispensing justice in this world on certain situations. Again, I have nothing against motivating our children in this manner. But I will also seriously teach this to my children. Follow God and help others do the same. Many parents are missing out on this point. Listen, parenting is not just about motivating our children. Parenting is primarily a task of teaching. 
You can motivate your children to change the world for the better, but unless parents plug them into the true source of life who is God, children will only find all their efforts in vain, ending in frustrations and disappointments. No lasting change, whether it be for justice or otherwise, is possible apart from the providence and control of God. And honestly, it is a scary thought to see God display His justice. If justice is the only issue, none of us can stand against God's judgment. If we really want God to be fair, all of us will perish before Him. Which now leads me to another point, and this is something that we really teach our children about. We tell them that justice becomes relevant to believers because it leads us to understand and appreciate more the grace that God offers through Christ. We tell them that the only way to escape the justice of God is when they put their faith in Christ. Again, this is the gospel. As to our children, the gospel is not just a children's story or narrative of the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. The gospel must be their foundation of life and faith. We tell them that the justice of God was served on the cross already. And one who puts his faith on the cross, Christ was the substitute for the justice that the person deserves. Instead of getting justice, the person now receives grace. The cross is where the justice and grace and mercy of God meet. During his life on earth, Jesus himself witnessed the injustices of his time. And so he preached about the kingdom of God. To give hope to those longing for a lasting justice. And as a matter of fact, Jesus actually suffered injustice. He was betrayed by his disciples on several occasions, falsely accused, was sentenced to die even though he committed no crime, physically suffered and crucified on the cross even without any sin. He unjustly went through all of this that the rightful recipients of God's justice you, me, and all of us will instead receive mercy, grace, and forgiveness. And so if there are times when we think we fully know about justice, if we think we have every right to complain that the world or even life is not fair, I believe that all one has to do is to reflect and meditate on what Jesus went through. Our children will eventually realize that the world is not fair as they are growing up. Teaching them to help those who suffer injustices in this life is one thing. But parents must also help their children process why this is happening. And when they learn that there is a God who will judge and eventually hold every being accountable, you can be certain that their concept of justice will not be short-sighted, but eternal. So that's it for today's episode. Till next time.